0: Stampede! Garner Isn't number 73. Recorded eleven twenty-two, twenty twenty. 2020. I'm not a propagandist, and I don't have any respect for a propagandist. But the fact of the matter is, this country is held together by people who make a living in trying to manipulate Americans into believing a certain point of view. I won't even get into the legions of politicians who try to persuade the public they're working to help the people When, in fact, the major concerns they have are retaining power for themselves. Politics is a self-serving profession. And for some reason, it reminds me of some slippery biological substance. Yeah, it's slippery and sticky. And I have little patience listening to politicians speaking. They're always trying to present themselves as being noble. No, for me, I like seeing beautiful things. And it's not one of those portraits of a renowned senator who served 35 years in the U.S. Senate. I like evaluating what our future will be. And in order for me to do that, I rely on some key historical facts. And an honest understanding of our present-day condition. The future is often cloudy, murky, and uncertain, so I don't have to worry about being accurate all the time. Unlike some people, I don't have a reason to distort the truth for personal gain. I tried to reach conclusions without prejudice, and I have a serious disdain for people trying to convince the public with spin. I like to think of myself as an artist, and I like seeing and hearing beautiful things made by other artists because it makes me understand something of myself and what we can become. About fifty years ago, in a museum, I saw an 1846 painting by George Bingham, and its image continues to remain with me. When I saw it, I thought, yes, that's the way it was. That was part of the truth of who we were. Now there are two sides to that story. Some would say it doesn't reveal the oppression that existed in this country. Bingham's painting talks about freedom and promise and of living in a natural world. On the other side of that reality in 1846, the unseen part of that painting is an economic system that enslaved people. When finished, the painting was sold to a grocer for $5. Today. It belongs to the National Gallery in Washington, D.C. and probably can't be bought at any price. For millions of Americans, it represents something that can't be found today. It's a truth, but on the other side, the economic slavery that existed in 1846 prevails even to this day. Bingham's 1846 painting, The Jolly Flatboat Men, said something about who we were, and I use it to judge our condition today and by all measurements what we can expect in our future. If you Google The Jolly Flatboat Men, you can see what I'm talking about. And if you're honest with yourself, you'll see something that doesn't exist for you. Instead, you belong to the other side of that painting. It's said you can't believe what you can't see. Well, maybe you've been taught to ignore how you live. Maybe the spin that's been fed to you has been the only thing you can see or understand. And that's what I'm talking about. It's very possible the recent national election we had was a fraud. I won't take sides in that fight. I don't have a position in that contest. I'm neither a Democrat nor a Republican. And quite honestly, I don't like politicians. But what I have to say is that no matter how corrupt a national election may have been, no matter... How it was conducted. You'll never be permitted to see that. And that's the difference between Bingham's painting and what your future will be. You've been tricked, deceived into believing in the spin, and it isn't just about a possible fraudulent election. No, you've been sucker-punched about a lot of things, sold a wooden nickel, bamboozled, snowed, misled into believing the promises fed to you will come true. But when you realize that it was nothing more than a mirage, the future could be ugly. The people who have power, perhaps a corrupted ruling class with privilege, don't want you to see what you've become, or what's even worse, what the system has become, and they have to spin you. The frauds are many, and they want to say it's just conspiracy theories that you should just keep consuming and everything will be alright. In nearly 10 months. This country has had a quarter of a million people die from COVID-19. Millions of people with small businesses being shuttered, many permanently closed, that America's debt is over $26 trillion. And yet the stock market continues to break new highs. The spin is everywhere. So let's not be silly about this. You're taking the fall because that's what's coming. The joke's on you. And unlike you, I'm not a sap. I've spent a lifetime trying to see what's beautiful. And it's clear our government is making sure protective barriers have been erected to guarantee the system continues no matter the extent of its corruption. You might say our system is like a tree being hollowed out by a fungus, eating at the heartwood, leaving it standing till the windstorm blows it over. There's little doubt surveillance and outright intrusion into our lives has become the order of the day. And since you've been anesthetized, you probably don't care. But Bingham's painting couldn't possibly have imagined what has happened to our freedom. First, it was the establishment of the Secret Service in 1865, then the founding of the Federal Bureau of Investigation in 1908. Things started getting more intrusive after World War II with the start of the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, in 1947. Then, in 1952, with the Korean War, the National Security Service was started. Then, the Defense Intelligence Agency in 1961, followed by a more robust agency called SWAT in 1968. Things cooled down till 1981 with the establishment of the United States Intelligence Agency. Then, 20 years later, the Homeland Security Agency in 2002, then followed by the Immigration and Customs Service, commonly called ICE, in 2003, and then with another enforcement group in 2003, the Hostage and Rescue Team, and the establishment in 2005 of the FBI Intelligence Branch. I may have missed a few other law enforcement organizations, but suffice to say, each and every one has their own original government seal. You know, an artistically designed emblem posted outside their headquarters. My point being, you need a lot of people to keep watching and collecting information on Americans, and that doesn't even include all the police departments that exist in every city, every town, and every village in this country. There's trouble in River City, and you thought you were free. And you thought you lived in a country where people were free. According to Wikipedia, the SWAT task force is called into service 50,000 times, with 80% of the time serving search warrants. They're equipped with military-type hardware and deployed for threats of terrorism, crowd control, and hostage-taking. Now, If you look at Bingham's painting, you don't see any hint of that in American human behavior. As I said, I like looking at beautiful things, and SWAT units in action isn't one of them. Recently, two criminal justice professors did a study of the rise and normalization of paramilitary units and found they had grown tenfold between the early 1980s to the late 1990s. But that's over 20 years ago. And since I like predicting what our future will be, it's obvious among our citizenry, this country has a serious shortage of contentment, or put differently, more like straight-up anger and violence, and it isn't going to disappear soon. Oh, I know people will point out in human history unimaginable violence was committed by people in power, and that entire civilian populations were massacred. But what's happening within this country is pointing to something more than a dark winter, you might start thinking about a dark spring, summer, and fall. Heck, throw in a few years of outright chaos. I'm reminded of Terry Gillian's futuristic movie Brazil, a scene where characters are eating in a restaurant, and a bomb goes off, as if it's an everyday occurrence. Maybe that's not so futuristic, it's exactly what's happening today in lots of places other than in America. But it's coming here. And there's no way something like the jolly flatboat men are going to be seen in this country again. They were something that happened a long time ago. And what you've got coming down the road won't stop. No, what you've got is remote control violence, and this country is going to look like one long police convention. And no, they won't just be eating donuts. But don't worry, the frauds and spin will continue. It's obvious to prevent widespread corruption in national elections. Random sampling of votes should be required checking signatures after an election but the spin propagandists won't allow that This week on Garner Isn't you first heard Johann Strauss's waltz Long Dana The Blue Danube first performed in eighteen sixty seven. Then you heard Atmospheres by Giorgi Logetti, who composed tonal music and shifting masses of sound. Then Alex North's composition Night Terror. North was hired by Stanley Kubrick to do the music for the iconic film 2001 Space Odyssey, but his work was never used by Kubrick. Then a cut by John Barry's music from the James Bond movie Goldfinger, Alpine Drive. Then more Goldfinger music, Arrival of the Bomb, and finally a repeat a cut from the Blue Danube. Stapede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.